irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. You can find me online through my website, which is nolatherapy.com. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. And there you can find archived episodes of this show, You can subscribe to this show via iTunes, Google Play, or YouTube, and you can support me in broadcasting this show and bringing you new guests every week through my Patreon campaign, and there is a link at nolatherapy.com for that. I do sessions as well via phone, Skype, FaceTime, or in person at my New Orleans or Los Angeles offices. And I want to jump in immediately to bringing my guest on. We had some technological difficulty, so we're running late. Um, I am speaking today in a few moments with actor Xavier Owens. He's going to speak to us from the perspective of acting as a healing modality and reconditioning tool and about the actor being of service, which I think is so cool. And I'm just really excited to hear his thoughts and experiences. Xavier says that acting is a wonder drug that he would prescribe for anyone to step out of one's own shoes and into another's reality. Xavier has been part of the industry since the age of two and did his first national commercial at five years old when he joined the Screen Actors Guild and has been a member ever since. His training includes the Neighborhood Playhouse School of Theater, and he possesses credits across stage, TV, film, and web mediums, including roles in Captain America, The Winter Soldier, A Stranger Among Us, Mad Men, and House of Cards. Welcome, Xavier. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well today. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm glad to be here. Glad to, uh, glad to talk. Always glad to talk. <laughs> and the moon and sun are in Gemini, so it's a great time for communication and conversation. Beautiful, then. It's meant to be. It is meant to be. So where do you want to start today with your work and what you'd like people to know about acting, how it's influenced your life, and how it can help others? Um, well, let's, uh, let's start with um, maybe uh, let's start with why I think it's a, uh, it's a wonder drug. Okay. Um. <clears throat> You know, it's. Uh, I say it's a wonder drug because it offers a lot of. Uh, it offers a. It offers a lot to a person. Um, you know, it's a. It's there are things that you're going through in your own life. Um, it can offer sort of uh, pain relief in a way. Uh, you can kind of reflect on you know experiences you've had. Uh, it uh, enhances focus. Uh, it, it, it enlightens, it uh, broadens one's perspective, uh, it builds confidence, uh, 
uh, it helps with public speaking. So, you know, some of these things are not necessarily um, medically related as we, you know, most times associate uh, the word uh, drug or medicine or what have you. But uh, these are aspects, you know, of ourselves that, you know, may be at different uh, places depending on on the person and and we may all have different strengths and weaknesses. And so acting can help touch on a lot of those aspects and building imagination, all of those uh, all of those things. Um, so that's really why I feel like it is, and it, and it goes even deeper than that, but that's really why I feel like You know, at, at what point did you realize in your career that acting tapped into all these other emotional, psychological, and spiritual aspects of oneself? Um, what point did I realize that? I would probably say it was once I moved to Los Angeles. I've been in Los Angeles for about four years. Okay. Um, I moved here in 2013. And, uh, From New York like City, a, correct? Originally from New York. I've lived in a few places. Um, and we'll get to that. But to answer your question, uh, it was really probably in, in some recent years, in the last couple of years, um, is really when I, you know, started to understand for myself uh, how much of a sense of who you are you need um, in order to really portray a, a character believably. So really all I'm saying is once I moved here, I started to be more self-aware um, in, in a number of ways. And, and that's when I started to see how acting um, brings that out of a person, can bring that out of a person, um, if that makes sense. It does <laughs> make sense. And you shared with me that the craft of acting is one channel that allows people and actors to reflect upon themselves honestly. <clears throat> Can you talk to us more about that? Yeah, um, I think the arts do that in general. I think that uh, that's why I say, you know, acting as one particular channel. Um, because, you, you know, you get it out of music. You definitely get it out of visual art. Um, I think a lot of musicians and painters and such can uh, attest to the fact that their uh, work is very therapeutic. Um, and that, uh, you know, with the painting, it's a, it's a visual um, adaptation of the painter and where they are in life, you know? Mm-hmm. So with acting, um, I feel like, yeah, it's one channel. Um, acting is very, it's very people oriented. I mean, obviously, you know, they're characters are they're people that are written down and created and, and you act them out, you know, you, you play them. Um, and I, you know, in that, um, there is reflection that is necessary because if you are really going to go along a journey with the character, um, there's a certain level of acceptance that you have to have about this person because you may, you may not necessarily uh, agree, you know, with their oh, perspective yeah. or um, their point of view, their actions, their deeds, their values, you know. So it requires you to take an honest look at yourself and be honest with you, you have to, the honesty is important, you have to be honest with yourself about where you stand in order to find the common ground, <clears throat> excuse me, between the two. There's actually a great quote by uh, Meryl Streep where she says, acting is 
not about being someone different. It's finding the similarity in what is apparently different than finding myself in there. Uh, and wow, that's you know, beautiful. I, yeah, it really spoke to me when when I uh, when I read that, and, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's not a detachment. Uh, it's not. Uh, although, in a sense, um, there isn't a detachment, but you do have a chance to bring enough to pain relief. If you're going through something that day and you have to walk into a class or a workshop or go perform that night yes. on Broadway or, you know, uh, maybe do a, go shoot Saturday Night Live or something like that, you know, you, if you're having a tumultuous day, you know, some of that has to be left at the door. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because it will be a distraction if your mind is somewhere else. That's with anything. That's with sports. That's with walking to a courtroom. You know, you, you have to compartmentalize to some degree. That being said, there is, in my mind, this my, in my opinion, there is room to at least subliminally take what it is you're going through. And if there is, again, common ground, that, that's, again, it's a marriage. If you understand where that common ground is between you and the character. You can take some of what you were going through and use that as fuel mm. to push through those scenes that there is common ground. You can use it to work for you, but what doesn't work for you, you have to leave at the door, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you wrap your head around a character that might have such a different value system, but I think you answered that truly in the in the quote that you shared about finding... A, some semblance of resonance within yourself or an aspect of even your shadow side that might be able to connect? Would that be another way of saying what you're saying or, yeah. or not? Uh, say, say the shadow side for, for, for me one more time. I, I think I know Sure. Say if it's a character with a radically different value system or, you know, portraying a role that you would in your regular life feel morally opposed to or, or something like that, you know, but then to be able to tap into an aspect of one's shadow, like anger, violence, uh, betrayal, you know, we all have those capabilities to, to be that person in the world. And so I wonder if it's kind of like a bridge, you know, to be able to connect with the character. I, I, I know exactly, exactly. Um, one of the words I use for uh, my own personal, this is just, you know, full disclosure, uh, log line, my own personal, you know, log line uh, in, in my career, just so as I go throughout the industry, I have um, a foundation and angle uh, from which I'm uh, putting myself out to market. So one of the words I use is uh, rebel. Okay. Um, Rebel, uh, to me, you know, you can be you can be rebellious or rebelling for a good cause, a bad cause, no cause. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you know, but uh, that is that word. That is a part of me. I went and looked within, and I said, you know, three words were three words that uh, really signify me as a person at this point in time in my life. That might change. But uh, later down the road, but right now, one of them definitely is rebel, you know, being outside the box, off the beaten path, um, you know, at times standing alone, you know, when uh, you have to be willing to, you know, take risks, you know, that that's always just been a part of me. So I will take that, those aspects of me, those maybe 
I don't want to say darker, but maybe edgier aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, find the common ground between me and the character. I mean, look, if a character is going through a situation where he's going to exact revenge on someone in a very fatal manner, um, I'm more than likely not doing that in, in, in my own real life. That's not the way I probably want to solve the issue. However, I can tap into that urge, that sense. I think we all, like you said, get those, even on a very primitive uh, yeah. level. Um, it, it's best we don't act on a lot of them, obviously. But, uh, of course, we all... And, and, and that's another great thing about acting is that it is letting you express that in a, in a safe, controlled environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Where, do that. You may get to do it through how you play a sport or how you tackle something uh-huh. in a corporate field or something like that, but when it is acting, you are actually having this vicarious experience of, you know, as a bad guy, carrying out these things that maybe you thought about in your moments of most intense anger and frustration yes. and never did because you have sense. <laughs> but as a character, you... Go with it, a hundred percent. And my goodness, that is so. You know, when you come out of a class or workshop or a job or uh, like an actor or a set, and you're picking your bags, your metaphorical package back up again that you have to deal with. Mm. Yeah. You go back to that a little more refreshed than when you had in class because you got a break. I bet. You know, so no, you're making so much sense, and it, it's wanting causing me to want to ask you what have been some of your favorite roles or uh, you know things that you've done. Uh, oh man, uh, speaking of bad guys, I think one of my favorite roles was playing uh, Judas in <laughs> Reduction of God. Oh goodness, yeah, um, yeah. That that was uh, it, it was it was a very uh, it was an emotion. It was the most emotionally taxing uh, experience I, I had had. You know, Godspell is very. Uh, uh, it's a fun musical. It's it's uh, you know it's uh, based on uh, the walk of Jesus Christ in um, uh, music in musical form. It's uh, still you know geared towards a, a secular audience, but I mean. Many people are familiar with the story of betrayal, you know, we're yeah. earlier, and uh, that was a very, um, yeah, it was an amazing experience just because it, I had never pushed myself to those limits emotionally, and man, it feels good. Just, you know, to just, that, that vulnerability, you know, people take um, the word vulnerability, vulner, vulnerability, vulnerability, yeah, um, it's a tongue twister. I think a lot of times, I just, just think on a broad social level, um, and it's it's really not. It takes a lot of, of strength to exhibit vulnerability um, because it, it you know it is a choice to ex- to expose yourself to that extent. You know, if you're if you're crying and snotting and all on stage in front of you know an audience full of people night after night, um, it, it's it's very empowering. 
Yes. Very, very empowering. So I walked away from that experience. Um, it, you know, I, I got to reach another plateau, I felt like, in my growth as a person as an actor. Um, so that's one that sticks out for me. There are others. So yeah, that's, 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 you make a lot of sense speaking of vulnerability coming from a place I think that requires great strength and I think is empowering and one is in their power when one's able to share vulnerability because you're being transparent and and that takes a lot of courage. So, yeah, I, it resonates with me what you're saying. It's, 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 uh, yeah, it's an awesome feeling. What else have you enjoyed? doing or been most challenged by or, or however you'd like to answer yeah no 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 definitely um uh, I've, I've been i've enjoyed doing you know what's uh what was a really uh, another interesting uh, theater experience. I, I do feel like the most uh i would think some actors would agree with it definitely some of the most uh challenging and moving experiences uh, i've had personally at this point in my life i uh, have been on stage, um, uh, I've done a lot. Of, you know, I've done fun stuff on on camera as well. But uh, I did a production, uh, and this is when I lived in Maryland of uh, Columbine Project. Oh wow! Um, yes, wow! Uh, and it is how it sounds. Um, yeah, what? Well, yeah, uh, basically taking the accounts and you know taking accounts and perspectives and walking the audience through the event that led up to, uh, and the event itself of the Columbine High School uh, Massacre. Wow, talking uh, about you being of service as an actor. Yes, oh yeah, the word service really, and that's still, that experience still, I mean, I'm getting chills right now thinking about that experience will stick with me uh, today. Uh, I'm, you know, African-American and I got to play uh, one of the students that was killed, that was one of the only African-American uh, students in the whole school. Wow. Bolton, uh, Colorado. Um, so uh, it was a very, uh, and even, uh, you know, I'll pull his you know, monologue today for a meeting or an audition or what have you, just because uh, the perspective that the playwright took was of a lighter note with this particular character and it was a welcome breather from the heavy tone oh yeah but uh i could resonate to you know through the voice of the playwright of course um that experience uh of again you know being an outsider just maybe on a on a more racial uh uh level and still persevering uh, through that. So if, there, you know, if there's ever a character I felt like I played where I really, I was really meant to be a servant in the most, in the most true form, yes. you know, cause it, it was even, you know, during research on it, that was difficult. Um, just because it's so, you know, recent, it's so relevant. It's so, uh, tragic. And, um, yeah, I, I really, Felt like for someone, you know, and I don't want to speak for, you know, one that's passed, but, you know, for someone that was so young uh, to have passed, to have some sort of statement in the world, you know, eight, nine years uh, plus, uh, not, no, not even, excuse me, 10, what are we, almost 18 years now okay. uh, later to uh, still 
have a statement to be uh, made in the world through his voice, through a playwright. Um, I, I, that was something special to be a part of, and I, I wanted to, you know, do as much service to that as possible. But, um, yeah. Service, you know, uh, but yeah, service, service even, even not to, even when it's not to that level, still to reach a certain level of believability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the actor is being a service. You know, you're a vessel. You're you're a representative. Uh, I think that the notion of acting as pretending has kind of gotten out of gotten out of hand. I mean, you know how these buzzwords go around, and then it, it, it catches on. And yes, there is there is pretending. Use your imagination. I get it, but. I see it as, and I feel like, you know, if you're really working to achieve growth in your delivery. Yes. Uh, it's like an attorney, you know, the, the, the character is the client and can only speak as far as the words on the paper go. Uh. That, that's it. You... The judge is the audience, the jury is the audience, you are the attorney, you're the representative, you are vouching, you are speaking for this character, but you are still you. The attorney is still him or her, right. the attorney, they're still that person, they still have to do the work, I mean, that's what the page to do, to translate the situation, what's going on, in a fashion that best represents their client. Mm-hmm. So... So Xavier, this notion you mentioned a few moments ago of pretending in air quotes it reminds me of a conversation I had with an individual that does some acting. And I noticed I had a, a strong reaction to a statement that they made to me that had something to do with as an actor. And and I don't want to misquote this individual, but it was something along the lines of that they're lying like they're and it makes it easy for them to lie in their personal life because that's what they're doing in, in their role as an actor. And and I had a strong reaction as far as, wow, I, you know, I've never heard an actor, you know, share from that perspective. That's what they're doing. And I'm not an actor, so I don't know. But does it ever feel that way? Or and I'm sure it can be different for each actor. But just I wonder what your take is on on that statement. Um, <laughs> I mean, my, you know, my take is you can whatever power ability you have you can use it for good or you can use it for evil Mm -hmm. you know um if an actor an actor is an actor if an actor is trained they're trained if they're you know trained to be able to to think on the spot and and develop their wit or uh you know good at improv you know improv is a a whole (laughs) skill uh skill set in itself okay sure If, if actors good with words or good with words if you understand your mannerisms and your inflection and if you know you're some actors paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to is this their job to be believable you know right <laughs> yeah under, under you know circumstances that are imaginary and it's a great talent to have but sure can you can you pull that out on an unsuspecting someone, uh, you know, in your real life, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, can can a martial artist just walk down the street and just start karate chopping people? And <laughs> I totally follow you now. Yes, like, it can be used for good or not. Oh, I hear you. I like that. 
That, okay. You know, and, and the way I kind of filtered it through is as a therapist, as when I was younger in my career, it was so important to me to try to be authentic all of the time. And it's just not possible. We have things affect us. Things happen in our personal lives. As you mentioned earlier, you go to the, to the set, to, to a movie and, you know, you have to set aside that baggage to do what you're there to do. And so I've been able to embrace like you're talking about being of service, being a vessel and what is for the highest good of this situation with my client. And it would always be to put my shit aside and tune in to them. And if they ask me how I am, I'm fine. They're not paying me to hear about my problems. And so I've been able to reconcile that sense of feeling like I'm pretending or I'm lying for the, for the greater good of the person in front of me. Uh, you know, it's almost and, and it's almost a shift in my mind. You know, saying that we're you know pretending our life. Although that is, that is exactly right. You do have to compartmentalize, put aside, and, and do the work. You know, and, and, and do what you're there to do. I yeah, hundred percent, absolutely agree with you um, on that. But I like that you said tune in on what the person is saying to you because you know the the pretending and you know what I'm doing. I'm pretending, or my guard is up, or I'm not being totally forthcoming. You know, that's very I'm oriented. So again, we go back to of service. Again, we go back to being a vessel representative. So again, we go back to the fact that you said tune in, listening. I mean, that is essential. So you now we're shifting from what we've got going on, and instead just saying, you know, that may be, but instead, what I'm going to do is in my time instead of thinking about what I'm doing or my condition I'm going to spend my time listening to this other person's condition Mm -hmm. and listening to what this person is saying and you know when you're listening and when you're truly listening the only thing that's going on in your head is processing the words that are coming out of the other person's mouth so you know what there's really no time to be thinking about what's going on with you or for me, you know, in our lives, because this person or this character is speaking to us. Yeah. You know? um, and when we just shift our focus just to that, just it's all there. In the, it's all in the giving. Everything that you need is there. It's all it, it, it's in the giving. And in your field, again, you said it perfectly. You tune in, and I imagine that helps you focus on solving the dilemmas at hand. And I, yes. And like you said, when you go back to what you set down outside of that door and you come to it a bit refreshed with a new perspective, a bit better, I I do as well at the end of a session, whatever I was, was bothering me before a hundred percent of the time isn't as troublesome. Right. Right. Um, you know, it's almost, uh, even if it's not necessarily uh, relevant to what you're going, it's almost just just the break, just the break of thinking about it. Yes, alone, yes, um, is so helpful. Like I, I don't think we as people take a real. I'm not talking like a break, like as in like a, a vacation or anything like that. I mean, just a, 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 that mental break of not thinking about a particular thing that we are dwelling on mm-hmm. um, and how you know how good, to me how good that is for the mind obviously you have to pick it back up 
but it, I, I just I don't think we are uh, given enough importance. Um, and I want to tell you, I appreciate you helping me with that piece around how you said it so well that we can use our abilities and talents for good or for not. And that surely we can go and I could go manipulate people as a therapist. I know how to compartmentalize my feelings and be very convincing. And so it helped me, you know, with that conversation I had with the other actor, understand more of where they were coming from. So thank you for that. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to shed uh, shed light on that. Absolutely. Yeah, we all have, uh, uh, you know, powers and use for good or, or it's the light on the dark side, you know? Yeah. And so I have to ask you before, because yeah. we have uh, like five, six, seven more minutes. What did you do when you started your career at age five? What What was that? Okay, so um, in the beginning, <laughs> uh, my so my mother was uh, in the business. Um, and she was working, you know, in New York. Uh, she's a working actor, making a living, doing it in the eighties and uh, cool. doing television and stuff. And uh, um, she had me. She got married. Um, you know, priorities shifted. Uh, her, you know, goals in life shifted. Uh, but I, you know, everyone kind of thinks, okay, did did they want to like push her into the business because her mom was on the business? And it really didn't work that way. I just always. Enjoyed performing. I've mm-hmm. always enjoyed inter, you know entertaining people, telling a story in a sense. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's that's how uh, you know that unfolded. Took just a couple couple of pictures. Um, awesome. My mom's uh, a Canon camera at the time. Didn't even have professional headshots yet. And uh, uh, you know, this was early '90s. And uh, you know, jumped in uh, on. My first film set at the age of two, like you said, for Stranger Among Us. Um, at five, I booked a Kodak commercial, um, and that's how I got my SAG card. That's, that's that I is so did. cool. Um, a Kodak commercial yeah. at age five and a SAG Very card. Cool. I, and the biggest thing I remember was having, I have a lot, I have a lot of you know, like curly hair. I had to, even then, I had to get my hair braided and it took like two hours. I remember <laughs> one of the most painful things I'd ever experienced. Yes. Like, you know, of all of all that, you you, uh, you see the things that we kind of really remember, right? Brady. <laughs> oh, that's so cool! And you just have done this ever since. And it sounds like your mom would have been absolutely supportive since she was in the industry. So you had yeah, that family oh backing. She, she's been a she's been a coach. Um, I you know I I was uh, on you know I went through a. a very like intensive audition process for uh, the Lion King on Broadway. Um, didn't didn't make the final cut, fortunately. But uh, she was my coach uh, through all of that, learning you know as far as musically, acting wise. Um, yeah, Isla Walker. Yeah, she's uh, she's the best. And uh, you know had uh, had a sense of who I was before I had a sense of who mm. uh, I am. Um, and. I think that shouldn't go without saying. So yeah, uh, but you know, moving on from then on, yeah, I was in, I was in the business. I did the uh, um, music video on uh, MTV uh, with the DJ um, way back when. Stuff for Reading Rainbow, uh, the title sequence that ran for like ten years. Very uh, cool. All the shows on air on PBS. Um, what else? Uh, toy commercials, theater. Yeah, different uh, stuff for. Uh, 
Museum, uh, Children's Museum of Manhattan uh, that toured uh, for the Peanuts Charlie Brown exhibit. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I, you know, I was, it was definitely um, been a great, great experience being in the business. I, uh, I stepped back in the teen years. Um, I think the, I, I think I really just needed to figure out who I was and auditioning kind of become a way of life. And, uh, you know, well, hey, I was 13, 14, I wanted to try other things like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I said, always kept taking classes. I always kept taking workshops, mm-hmm. Raven Neighborhood Playhouse, uh, Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute. Um, uh, I did Off-Broadway with Tada Youth Theater Association. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm... From that point, uh, when in 06, I was about 17, moved to Virginia. Um, that was a culture shock. But, you know, acting's kind of always been there because I ended up moving right near a theater academy um, where I, you know, long story short, out of the five years I lived in Virginia, I ended up teaching theater and uh, teaching workshops and directing a couple of productions at that theater academy. And uh, Center Stage, it's called in New York Town, Virginia, a great program. Okay. Um, met a uh, theater mentor uh, or mentor of uh, mine there, um, Mark Bizdick, and uh, yeah, moved to Maryland, lived there a couple of years, got to work on Veep um, uh, on HBO, uh, got to see Julia Louis-Dreyfus work in person, uh, interact uh, with some of the uh, series regulars, the bartender on uh, one of the episodes, that was a great, great experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, then... Uh, did a bunch of theater out there. Did some touring theater with a, uh, a company in Maryland as well. Um, you know, I was in the D.C. Philly market, you know, doing the working actor thing. And then I, I finally made the move uh, to L.A. And it agrees with my soul out here, let me tell you. It was between moving back to New York out to Los Angeles and uh, uh, L.A. 1. So, so what What do you look forward to doing in, in the future for your career? Uh, my focus right now uh, is... Uh, twofold. Um, well, we'll, we'll, we'll say threefold in a way. Uh, you know, my agent sends me out on meetings, auditions, and, and everything, and, you know, for commercials, for TV films. But for, to me, to me, and, and what I, from what I've picked up on the industry, you know, if there are actors out there listening, I definitely want to put out there that it's also about what the actor does to procure their their own work themselves and pitching themselves as well, not being afraid to do that, having a grip on who you are, what you have to offer, bring to the table. So, you know, for, for me, my focus is television, my focus mm-hmm. is uh, TV, episodic. That's really what I, you know, am working towards being a part of, a series regular, you know, on an on a episodic uh, TV show. I feel like that the renaissance right now as far as uh, storytelling on camera is really, I mean, you have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, yeah. HBO, AMC, I mean, just groundbreaking, diverse yes. programming that, you know, I'm, the way I see it, I, I started, you know, this whole thing at two and been in and out of the industry and worked on all sorts of different things, but I couldn't be happier to be where I am right now. You know, in LA at the age, you know, age I'm at with all this, you know, work experience. I've been, I've, yeah. You know, you, um, I, I know it's tough business. I know yeah. people struggle. I know people leave and come back and everything. But to me, um, I, I look at it from an opportunistic standpoint. Even the digital, you know, from a digital perspective, all the stuff you can do on the web, uh, content. I'm working on creating uh, myself in short form, one minute 
uh, content as well, uh, Instagram, YouTube. So yeah, there are different angles, but as long as you have a foundation and know what it is you bring to the table, who you are, um, you can take that to any platform or market. So Xavier, I want listeners to know before we end how they can reach you. Your website is XavierOwens.com, X-A-V-I-E-R. This is, this is correct. If oh. they want to check out yeah. uh, Headshots and iActor Resume, I get a link to my reel on there as well. But uh, please, please do follow uh, follow me Twitter and Instagram. Instagram in particular, uh, like I said, going to be putting out uh, some pretty cool short form uh, content about, you know, like a kind of... Uh, Diner Strivens and Dives-esque sort of uh, uh, project, all in kind of like one minute, going to like a finale restaurant and stuff like that, and uh, some music video stuff as well. So yeah, at the Xavier Owens on Twitter and Instagram, T-H-E Xavier Owens. Thank you, Xavier. And this show, like I said earlier, will be on uh, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, and Twitter, Facebook. Thank you for being with me today. It was such a pleasure. Oh, it's such a pleasure talking to you as well. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'd love to bring you back on in the future after you do some more things. So let's stay in touch. Yes, please do. I'll have uh, new stuff to uh, share, hopefully. Awesome. (laughs) I I definitely will. (laughs) Thank you, Xavier. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. That concludes our show for today. Join me next week as I bring you an interview with another guest. I hope everyone has an awesome week. Thank you. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on L.A. Talk Radio. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.